Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Bot Talk for episode 14. We have a very, very exciting episode for you guys quickly before we start today's episode. We have two sponsors for today's episode. We have Plugged AIO, which is a mobile iOS Supreme and Shopify bot. We have a huge announcement coming up on this weekend. So what I want you guys to do is go check them out down below. I'll leave their socials in the description. Go check them out. Go turn on post notifications. A very, very big announcement is coming up. They've actually got a countdown on their website as well. So I highly suggest you guys go check that out. And also for the second sponsor, we have Notify. Notify being one of the most premium and dominant dominant groups within the community at the moment. They have blazing fast monitors, top tier group buys, toolboxes for all users, the access and a dedicated support team. All for the users access are $50 a month. Go check them out. Links will be down below. Let's jump straight into today's episode. Jumping straight into today's episode guys, we have Jason, other known as Tofu from NSB. They just dropped a brand new update. I will go ahead and link that socials down below. But we are covering an episode in coloration to their new update. We're going to learn about Jason, his past with NSB, his overall reselling journey, and also dive into NSB 2.0 and see what it has to offer. And we may have something in store for all the viewers later on in the episode. But jumping straight in to the first question that we asked all our guests on the show How did you get into reselling? Oh, thank you for very much for having me. Now, um, I s certainly got into reselling probably in the year of uh, 2015, uh, where I had saw a uh, a bit of a market um, available because Supreme wasn't uh, attainable within the country that I'm from, which is in New Zealand. Um, obviously, you need to be a uh, a local with a, a local credit card and billing address and, and shipping to be able to to cop Supreme. Um, so I had I had friends based in the UK and the US at the time and and uh, saw the potential value uh, when the Supreme Air Jordan Five uh, had come out or was this was uh, about to release and then uh, approached the uh, the overseas friends and asked them to uh, give me a bit of a hand in in copying these uh, these pairs of shoes for me um, and from there. Uh, managed to bring them back into New Zealand uh, and had them consigned, saw the uh, profit potential, and then uh, it, it all goes, I guess it all stems from there. The rest is history. Well, that is interesting to you. I actually did not know that Supreme was not available to New Zealand back in 2015. But I'm assuming that because of the lack of availability of Supreme, of certain brands, the market was quite more expensive for people that wanted to buy items on the aftermarket and it kind of goes very well into the next question what were some of the main motivations behind continuing to resell well my priorities have changed over the the number of years um so i, I guess two years ago I, I i had a family of my own um last year as well i i had purchased my uh my first home so uh, right now i'm i'm kind of uh crippling in in, in debt so that's probably the one main driving factor is to be able to support my family and to be able to, uh, I guess, uh, keep on top of this mortgage as well as having the additional uh, benefits and being still being able to, to go out and, you know, eat at restaurants and to, to spend uh, some extra time doing, doing outdoor activities with my daughter. Um, so we're not completely uh, budget bound per se. Just dissecting your answer just for a second, you're going a bit off script. You mentioned how this whole reselling thing, that all the money that comes from it, goes to helping towards funding your house, which by the way, congratulations on buying the house. Very, very nice thing to hear. But 
something that I wanted to actually talk about is, uh, do you actually have a day job or is this your main source of income? Oh, no, no. So definitely reselling is a bit of a side hustle for me. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a chef by trade, uh, ironically enough. Uh, I know the, uh, the term chef is, quite, uh, is used quite commonly within the sneaker community and botting community. Um, so I, I am the uh, sous chef of uh, Intercontinental Hotel in, uh, in Little Wellington, New Zealand. Um, so I've been there for quite a number of years. Um, and so yeah, uh, that is my day job. Uh, and uh, at night or in the wee hours of the morning, I try to I try to stay up. Uh, I try to stay up and uh, try to go for some releases in based in the US as well as the EU. Well, it's nice to hear that you have a certain duality in your personal life. You have the successful reselling side and a successful day job. So that's really awesome to hear. Obviously, that helps towards funding your house and uh, helping your family, supporting your family, like you mentioned before. But moving on to the next question, one thing that all people go ahead and do when they get before they get into botting is they bridge the gap. And what I mean by that is when you first go for shoes and reselling and creating this aftermarket knowledge for yourself, most people are manual users. How did you go from being a manual user to discovering bots and using bots on a consistent basis? So from 2015, uh, from the first few drops of Supreme and obviously bringing those products into the country um, and seeing the potential uh, profit margins uh, come into fruition. Now, Obviously, I've been collecting sh uh, sneakers for a number of years, quite oh, well. Let's say onwards of uh, of a decade. Um, now, everything was uh, for a personal. Everything was for personal pairs. Um, and when I got uh, say tired of a pair and ended up uh, selling them on to friends or actually reselling them, seeing that profit as well. Um, now, every every attempt at my uh at, at copying personal peers uh was always met with um say side comments from other users or for other friends who were trying to cop saying oh no bots took stock so bots were always prevalent uh within my uh i guess life of trying to cop sneakers um i i certainly got into botting uh in early 2018 actually um where I was introduced into, say, the whole Discord community, into cook groups, um, as well as uh, introduced into NSB uh, beta, in fact, and was invited to test their beta product. Um, and then it all just started from there. So early, say, late May 2018, I'm quite a, a, a late user of bot. Well, that's awesome to hear. It's awesome that you embraced the whole botting community and you took it from there and kind of expanded your knowledge of the aftermarket and essentially maximize your profit from using bots. But how did you discover NSB and how did you go from being a user of the bot to working for them? Um, so when I had joined NSB in May 2018, initially I was approached by a cook group or uh, invitations were uh, sent out from this cook group to join NSB beta and to stress test this product. Going from a few months of testing this product um, and between the uh, between NSB going from beta to public release, um, myself as well as a, a few others were approached by the staff of NSB to form, um, I guess, a, in a way, a bit of a dedicated support group um, because we were the more experienced users of the of the product. Um, so 
a bit of a support group for the Discord server to 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 help new users, to help um, uh, even just answer basic questions as well, um, and as well as to help people set up for potential releases. So, following that, uh, that happened for a few months, and then following from there, um, the 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 transition between going from, I guess, a support user to a formal uh, staff member of NSB. Um, say roughly about five months ago, I was approached by uh, Nanak himself, um, whom had asked me to to be a release model to see if I was interested in being a, a release mod in a formal paid position in NSB. And um, that required simply just just writing release guides, um, formalizing say keywords for for the bot use uh, for the bot and for the users to to uh, use as a guideline to be able to help them uh, go for releases as such. Um, it all stemmed from there. Uh, I guess just being a long time uh, user of the product uh, tends to have its oh, well, side opportunities uh, in the future. Yeah, I definitely kind of agree with that. Uh, kind of relating to myself, when I first got into the whole reselling game and botting game, uh, I discovered uh, a Supreme bot. I went ahead and used it, created a couple of guides, and I actually got recruited by them. And I feel like in the community right now, if you have users of a bot or a service or two that are consistently using it and being successful and actually compassionate about the product, their owners will recognize that, and that is one way to get recruited to these bots. And it definitely does work. It worked for myself, it worked for countless others. And as you guys just heard, it worked for Jason as well. That's always good things to hear. Moving on to the next question. When you did get recruited to NSB, what were the beginning days like? How was the stress load? How was the atmosphere? Overall, what was your experience? Absolutely scary. Absolutely scary. So uh, Nanak had uh, essentially placed me on a uh, one-month probationary period uh, where he would oversee my guides. Um, and, I mean, it's it's no easy feat to, to, uh, to do the amount of research that you do do as a release mod. Um, to ensure keywords are right, you know, and um, to hold that, I guess, form of responsibility towards the, uh, you know, the, the many, many users of of a product. Uh, it, it, uh, to be fair, it's quite daunting. <laughs> um, so the first beginning days and, the, oh, well, the first beginning months were certainly very stressful, um, but uh, with the uh, support and guidance of the rest of the team of, of, of NSB um, managed to slip through, uh, managed to get there, I guess, by, by the inch of my, uh, of my hairs. Um, and now it's, uh, nowadays it's a, it's a lot easier um, because there are, uh, well, the usual protocols and the usual tips that people do know um, that go hand in hand within say certain websites or certain platforms. Yeah. Very stressful overall. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do agree. It is daunting to most people just because of the fact that you are influencing a lot of the users' knowledge and knowledge that they will base their own tasks and setups on. So if you do tell them the wrong thing or tell them to run the wrong setting, then it can overall affect a huge percentage of the bot success. So it is definitely a task that shouldn't be taken lightly and the appropriate time, effort and knowledge should be used towards putting these successful and intuitive guides together just so the users can maximize their success overall put more success into the bot and create the bot image in a better light moving on to the next question 
What were some of the valuable things you learned from working for NSP? In terms of uh, the positive things for working for NSP during my time, uh, number one, I think, is probably the amounts of uh, new acquaintances um, that I have gained along the way um, in this, uh, well, almost one and a half years of being a part of the uh, NSB Discord community. Um, now, you know, acquaintances and, and also friends, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's uncanny uh, how much of a bond uh, you can actually form uh, during, during your time spent. I mean, because we do spend a, a great deal of time, you know, uh, within Discord servers uh, while we are trying to go for releases as, uh, as such. Um, the, biggest, the biggest thing about uh, gaining those friends as well is um, the ability to, to uh, reach out, ask for help uh, for, from those friends as well. See, uh, I, I do have a, a couple of users uh, within uh, the support team um, who do also uh, help me from time to time, say, uh, getting some Supreme items. Um, because again, still, I'm not able to, uh, to purchase from New Zealand myself. Um, as well as reship them over to me, um, and 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 obviously there is a a, a bit of uh, say commission or even a proxy uh, uh, that goes back to them. Um, so it's a bit of a win-win situation. Uh, I guess secondly, in terms of working for NSB, the uh, it would be to 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 test my uh, patience in a way. Now there there are a lot of new users who do come through, um, and of course, uh, the, the questions do get a bit repetitive at times. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's probably dependent on my sleep levels as well during the day. Um, but sometimes it, it does, uh, the patience wears a little bit thin. Um, but uh, in a way, uh, I, I need to just remember that I'm, uh, I'm providing a bit of a support for them um, and that everyone needed to start somewhere um, and everyone probably uh, had exactly the same questions as uh, these new users had in the past. Um, so, yeah, I, I just got to keep on trucking along and, um, and uh, make sure that everyone has the best opportunity possible uh, to go for, for whatever release that they really want. Well, I'm glad you can also take benefits from being a support member and also benefit the user base, making them more successful with the bot and maximizing their success. But moving on to the next question. One question I do like to ask people with their professions and with their careers within this community. What are some of the positive things of working for NSB and what are some of the negative things of working for NSB? In terms of uh, the positive sides of working for NSB, uh, we spend a great deal of a great amount of time on, on on Discord, of course, because we we rely on 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 you know feedback from other users as well as uh, feedback or any updates that may be pushed in real time uh, during a release as such. During that time, I've I've grown um, a, a, a a bit of a friendship base and a bit of a, a large acquaintance base of of regular um, users who do go for multiple multiple. Uh, well, almost all the uh, the popular releases. So it stemmed from there that uh, you know we, we, they we can almost help each other out, which is um, the best thing about it. So I've got uh, a, a couple of support members that are based in 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 
EU as well as the US who uh, still to this day uh, do help me attain some supreme items and and box them up and and kindly ship them over to me in, in, in New Zealand and from there um, it can go hand in hand you know um, kind of uh, I, I scratch your back you scratch mine uh, whereas if they were wanting some support from from little New Zealand or even Australia um, I'm more than happy to go about um, of my way to 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 help them um, in terms of the the negative uh, aspect of of working for NSB uh, the, the the biggest thing that can stick out uh, in my mind at the moment is probably the sleep deprivation um, we all know that that 10 a.m est 11 a.m est um, is the prime time to go for releases uh, unfortunately uh, that's about four or five in the morning for me and um, you know depending on uh, whether or not my, my young two-year-old has uh, gotten enough sleep that night or she might wake up in the middle of the night um, generally means a, a, a bad morning for me at work. <laughs> Requires a couple of coffees just to, just to get through the day. Um, but nonetheless, uh, overall, I can, I can say that the, uh, the positives certainly outweigh the negatives. Well, I'm glad to hear that the positives do outweigh the negatives. I'm sorry to hear that the time zones are really tricky thing to work with. Obviously, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., those are kind of the prime time go times for all releases, for all shoes. And it kind of sucks that sleep deprivation is one of the elements because I'm going to be honest, that isn't one of the main factors support members do talk about. Some of them complain about the user base not having knowledge. Some of them complain about the repeated questions. But literally, one of the base core elements of what a human needs, sleep. And that is one of the things that you've been deprived of for being a support member. So... One thing I want everyone to take away from from this episode, this guy is literally putting his sleep on the line to support the members within NSB. So that is something to be respectable for. He needs a round of applause for that just because of the fact that it's one of those things that if you do sacrifice that, there is a lot of knock-on effects. Obviously, it goes down to health and maintaining health and stuff like that. So obviously, please keep that in mind. You do see him around the community. He's a very hardworking person as you guys are discovering in this interview. Moving on to the next question. When NSB doesn't perform well on certain sites, how do the user base react to the support team? How is that whole type of community vibe? <laughs> uh, this is probably uh, probably the, the, the biggest uh, negative effect, uh, and not just in NSB, but I'm sure it happens across uh, every single uh, bot company. Uh, when it certainly doesn't go uh, as expected, as planned, you know, people tend to tend to miss out. People, uh, customers tend to uh, be uh, disappointed, and they um, they certainly like to uh, illustrate their disappointment uh, within within their support channels. Um, quite frankly, it, it it's disheartening, you know. It it. it we 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 can understand that developers um, as well as support staff spend a great deal of time preparing users for a release and when it doesn't go as planned we, we feel it as much as the users do as well um, because obviously a company is built on success um, and yes while the while the users uh, do rely on uh, the success of the bot uh, we as uh, staff members as well as the developers do uh, rely on that success too uh, for the company to grow. Um, so it does take a toll. 
it it hurts as much as the it hurts the staff as much as the users uh, do as well. And we can understand the frustration because we are as equally as frustrated too. Um, but there just needs to be, I guess, a bit more of an understanding um, that look, it it's tough. Uh, and while uh, while we do um, see the bad side of uh, a company flopping on such a release. Um, and while it might be glorified, um, say, on social media channels that another company has done um, the, the complete opposite where they've done well, look, we only see the success side of things. Um, there, in, in every company, in every bot, in every product, there would be a, a, an equal amount of uh, unsuccessful users as well as successful users. Um, and I just hope that uh, going forward that there, there is a bit more of that understanding. And to also know that, uh, companies are doing uh, doing everything they can uh, to try and and stop uh, bots um, from from prevailing, um, and and hence why you know security companies can uh, make millions of dollars per year. Um, but just know that things aren't an easy fix, um, and that good things do take time. Uh, but just also remember that. Uh, Look, if it if it didn't do too well on one release, uh, you you should know that they are, developers are doing everything that they possibly can to make sure that it doesn't happen the next time round. Well, adding to your point that you just made there, and I feel like it's necessary for me to add this: people need to understand that developers of these bots, definition of these bots is automation software. Everyone knows that bots by definition, are to increase your chances of buying the product. It never guarantees you to buy the product. They never advertise it to buy, guaranteed to buy the product. That's just how it is. That's how all bots work. And by definition, that's how all bots are defined. Now, one thing that people need to keep in mind is that when sites do these changes and sites flip the switch and add a couple of things to mess up the bot, the developers can't act immediately. you got to understand that code does take time, finding solutions does take time, and some of these developers do have personal lives, they do have families, they have commitments outside of this whole botting thing. So it is hard to push out these updates automatically. And I feel like some developers do do that. Some people, literally, I've seen developers push drop, uh, updates during drops so people can be more successful. But it's one thing to keep in mind that all these changes are just things that will happen and the user base just needs to stick with all their teams, even if it's NSB of any bot of any kind. They just need to stick with their teams and make sure they understand the back end because obviously it is a lot more stressful than just being a user. But moving on to the next question. You did mention that you and your support members do your best job to create a good environment within NSB and obviously support all the members within NSB. What is your opinion of the overall team at NSB? I've well, I can't I can't speak for the entire community, um, but uh, these guys are certainly some of the the, the most hardworking um uh, charismatic humorous uh characters that i have uh, uh come across within an online community um and because we've uh connected on such a such a personal basis and and i i guess it helps that we are almost within the same age group as well um that you know we've 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 shared our personal lives together um we've we've shared ups and downs together as well um but Look, they these guys, uh, the support team, the entire support team, as well as staff of NSB, 
I, I can't fault them enough. Um, we've been we've been going together and working together for 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 well over a year now. Um, so hopefully, uh, I, I can only see uh, a, a promising future, and it's only going to continue from here on. And you know, uh, NSB was always uh, its its business model was always to be uh, there and continuing in the long run. Um, so I can only I can only see positive things from here on in. Well, I'm very excited for the future on SP. I feel like a lot of people are a lot of eyes on it with this new update, and we will talk about the new update in a second here. But for the final question, if you could give any advice to anyone who's wanted to join a bot team or a service team or a group team, what were some of the car what were some of the characteristics or skill sets that you think they'd need to join these teams? Biggest characteristics we can probably say is to 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 always try to remain positive uh, regardless of of uh, how bad your day has gone or um, how uh, how unlucky some users have been on a release. Maintain that positivity. Keep that energy uh, because, um, uh, well, I'm a firm believer of karma, uh, that, you know, if you, if you have a positive energy around you, that next release, you could just be uh, luckier next time around. Um, to grow uh, as well as to grow a, a bit of a, a bit of an understanding from 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 users um, because you're going to uh, spend a lot of time with them sometimes you you might even spend um, more time talking to these guys and to these users uh, more so than your own family <laughs> at the worst of times anyway um, so get to know one another um, connect with them and engage with them on a bit of a personal level. Um, it, it, that just makes owning a said product a little bit more special. And then I guess finally, uh, in terms of joining joining bot support teams or even potential support, uh, staff teams, uh, be, be ready uh, for the amount of work uh, that comes into it. Uh, because yeah, it does, it does take a great deal of your time, like I said previously. Um, and and you need to do a, a vast amount of research, and uh, don't let that pressure of uh, don't let that pressure of uh, it's this guide or um, my answers are are, are going to be um, I guess oh no don't let that pressure of uh, say punching out a release guide um, to know that everyone is somewhat relying on your your knowledge base as well as your information uh, to, to cop. Don't let that get to you. Um, sometimes mistakes happen. We are human, after all. Um, you always will learn from your mistakes. Um, and you only get out what you put in at the end of the day. Um, if you if you really are committed to uh, wanting to uh, provide uh, such a service and 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 information to uh, a, a large user base, um, you yeah, like I said, you you just have to be ready to uh, to to work hard. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you there. All those qualities are definitely needed, along with loads more. But I think if you're dedicated to the brand and you are successful and you know how to uh, present yourself with these bots, 
then you have a very high likelihood of being picked up for these bots and representing their brand in the group. Moving on to the last section of today's interview. NSB 2.0 just dropped. At the time of this recording this video, it literally just dropped. We're recording it on Tuesday night GMT time. So it did just drop a couple of hours ago. Very exciting release. Bot by Nova jumped on the launch of it, live stream to YouTube. Hundreds of people watching. Very, very exciting. When did you first hear about NSB 2.0 actually becoming a reality? And what were your initial thoughts? We were first introduced to uh, 2.0 when Cypher had pushed a, uh, a beta link to a select number of, well, a large group of users to, to stress test this product that was back in early August. Um, uh, obviously, everyone's excited for new features. Everyone's excited for new site support. Um, and to, to be able to, my initial thoughts on, on 2.0 uh, when I was first testing it, uh, it was great to see uh, developers be able to adapt um, and listen to, to user suggestions of what they would like to see happen in the bot. Um, the biggest thing I think that, that, that made the difference was uh, added as support that we had found, um, as well as, um, now I know that other companies already do have this, it's, it's, it's a prominent feature, uh, but initially NSB didn't have that from the very beginning, um, was multiple size selection, and which is certainly a, a, a key factor in reduce the number of tasks that you uh, have focused on particular sizes, so you could run multiple sizes from there. And um, I was, I was also uh, along the way of stress testing too. I was very excited to hear that uh, NSB 2.0 was looking into getting a, a UI upgrade, um, which uh, now obviously the, the product has been pushed. Um, some, you know, it's met. It's uh, it's predominantly met with uh, positive feedback. I think. It's a lot easier on the eyes. I, I, it runs a, a hell of a lot smoother uh, than its predecessor. Um, and so overall, uh, you know, we're all very excited to, to see new pro uh, new features of a bot. Um, and to, it's, it's always refreshing to know that when new features are pushed, um, that they need to go uh, un undergo a bit of testing first before it's pushed out to public. Um, but it's also an indication that that, you know that the the company is here to stay um and that uh listening uh, and also providing proactive feedback from the user base um has its uh has its benefits you know well that is really nice to hear that you were excited for some of these features going into it it was nice that the team ironed out all the kings before the initial release of 2.0 just to create that successful launch so people could go ahead and use it and maximize the success and currently right now as i said the update just dropped we are still waiting to see a success on a release that's actually worth it like a big release so we'll see how that goes but moving on to the next question what were some of the big differences between nsb and nsb 2.0 that were your favorite um so the key difference is now i've already said this with the uh, refreshed ui changes probably one of my more favorite uh changes between the two versions uh, it runs hell of a lot smoother it looks a lot better as well um secondly uh, now, this is probably uh, everyone's most anticipated uh, feature of the of NSB 2.0 is the ability to be able to integrate your cook group monitors, um, which is uh, super handy. Um, obviously, we we join cook groups for said monitors. Some monitors are faster than others. Um, 
some monitors are certainly faster than NSBs. Now that we have this ability to integrate these monitors within uh, NSB, it it has helped tremendously. Um, you know, sometimes NSB doesn't quite uh, an NSB monitor or another monitor per se doesn't quite catch a product. Your your the other monitor does. Um, so longing as you've got them set up and ready to go, uh, it, it's quite fantastic. Um, I think more recently, prior to the 2.0 launch, um, I know that I was uh, I was sleeping um, at about 4:30 in the morning, and uh, that morning I had, had well a few hours later had woken up to a couple of emails to uh, of some checkouts. Um, so no, it's it, I can't say I can't say any negative on it. It, it is such a great feature to see, uh, such a great feature to have uh, finally implemented for public release. And I can only uh, hope that uh, everyone else uh, has exactly the same feedback. Yeah, I definitely do think the users are very excited for all the changes. I personally am as well. So it'll be very exciting to see how the user reacts to that and how it affects the overall success. But moving on, there's only last questions here. In preparation for NSB 2.0, was the stress load increased as a support member? What were overall the run-up changes to your support life? before 2.0 drop for myself uh, it wasn't overly too bad uh we unfortunately we as much as well no let's just say uh, cypher had kept things a, a little bit secret he didn't want too much information going out on on what was in store for 2.0 so uh, my stress load wasn't too bad um it was just the uh forever questions of when is 2.0 being released when is 2.0 being released uh we want 2.0 now I can and uh, to be able to tell our users, look, uh, we are testing it. Um, it, it the, the kinks need to be ironed out. Just know that it's not too far away. And I think three months of testing uh, overall wasn't uh, overly that bad in hindsight. Um, from what I know from Cypher, the whole period when 2.0 was in beta was uh, extremely stressful for himself um, and the developers um, because as it was as if they were developing and maintaining two entirely separate softwares instead of one, um, because we had our, uh, I guess, our stress testing group as well as our 1.0 users. Um, however, the advantage of that was that if anything was new or potentially experimental, uh, it could have it had that opportunity to be tested within that large uh, beta testing user base. Uh, I think with the um, the whole beta approach, uh, overall NSB was able to create uh, quite an amazing uh, fully tested as well as bug-free 2.0 version for the public. Um, obviously, if we were in a rush to release it, uh, that may have been met with uh, a lot of bugs and a, a lot of uh, potentially negative feedback. Um, but now that beta is over, um, it's great because now we can see developers, uh, as well as Cypher, uh, focus predominantly on one version, one version only. And uh, hopefully we'd be able to see double the productivity, um, you know, double the efficiency um, and, and, and speed of updates from developers encountering anti-bot measures in the futures to come. Moving on to the final question of today's episode, with NSB 2.0 being pushed to all the user base, where can you see NSB going in the future? Well, look, NSB was uh, one of the first uh, sneaker bots within the market, the, 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 the earlier days where, where it was released in early 2013. Um, now, 
ever since then, we know that they've always been growing, uh, that they've always been uh, changing and, and innovating. Um, the, the modern NSB we know of now uh, launched uh, late 2018. Um, but NSB users, they don't simply just buy the bot or a certain version or a certain feature. You know, they, 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 they buy a whole team of, uh, and uh, a whole dedicated team of incredibly experienced and, and, and talented developers um, who have proven themselves reliable and consistent for the last five years. Um, with the new update, yeah, I can only see NSB where it has always been, uh, you know, growing, adapting, innovating, and obviously, more importantly, uh, cooking every release. Well, guys, that concludes the interview part of today's episode. We're going to move on to the final event part of this episode. Stay tuned. Thank you so much to Jason for coming on this episode. Make sure you guys check him out. His links will be down below. Let's move on to the final part of today's episode. So for the final part of today's episode, guys, I'm dropping an NSP 2.0 key in the live stream. It can be really easy to get. You guys are just going to have to follow instructions on screen and you guys are going to have to be quick. So essentially how this is going to work is I want to give you guys a part of the Discord invite. It is a Discord invite. You need to join Discord. I will contact you once you get in. But I will give you part of a Discord invite. Get that typed into Discord and there will be two questions on screen. So go ahead and allow you to finish the invite. Go ahead and type in the remaining letters and join the server and I will contact you and get you a key and stuff like that. However, quickly before this challenge starts, I want you guys to all subscribe and like if you guys enjoy the content. If you guys want to get some good luck on this key, go on and drop the subscribe button, typing hashtag subbed in the chat. The challenge will start in 30 seconds.